Matt Crump. I've been known as a lot of things over my life. The class clown, the army guy, the rocker guy, the car guy, and the guitar guy. I've also made a lot of mistakes in my life, but the best thing I ever did, that's give my heart and life to Jesus Christ. He led me down a lifelong path and introduced me to my awesome bride, Rockin' Robin, blessed us with two incredible kids, and has given me a hope through some of the absolute toughest times of my life. Sam battling stage four cancer, and although that sucks, <laughs> it's opened my eyes and heart to a hope I never knew this way before and moments I never noticed. I call those God's Got This Moments, and they reveal hope like never before. Today, I'd like to welcome you to Hope Revealed. Well, hello and welcome back, or welcome to those of you tuning in for the first time here to Hope Revealed. I am your host, Matt Crump, and I come to you every Tuesday with episodes of Hope, Help, and Health. And today, it is a blistering 95 degrees outside or more, I'm sure. And inside my studio today, it is about the same. I just don't have the sunshine beating on me. The air conditioning went out, so forgive the sound of the fan in the background. It is hot in here. Hot, hot, hot. So I am going to have a shorter podcast today. <laughs> I'm going to give it all I got. But still, it is hot in here, folks. So I'm hoping and praying by next uh, next podcast our air conditioning is back on. All right. So sometimes we do have guests that come on. Not today because it's too hot. <laughs> they give us great information to help in the world of health and health care, as well as ways to find hope through that information. So as a person battling stage four cancer myself, I, I wanted to bring a platform to you that would specifically bring hope as well as help. That can be done through special guests, information I've been able to locate, and information from emails and messages I receive from you, our listeners. So you can always email us right here at community at godsgotthis.love for questions, comments, or content, or maybe um, air conditioning repair. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about transformation infatuation. Oh boy, a definite craze in our culture and worth looking into from a sober perspective. So I hope you'll stick around for the next few minutes, and I look forward to hearing back from you after the show today in the comments section right down at the bottom of the podcast. We really do value your input. I can't wait for you to feel empowered to feel transformed today. Stay tuned as well at the end of today's podcast for a couple of bonus opportunities just for our listeners today. All right, so here we go. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. Commercials on every channel promising a better you, a skinnier you, a richer you, a more secure you, a more popular you. It's everywhere. And at some point, it becomes information overload to many and a stumbling block to others. When thinking of transformation, a usual thought goes right to weight loss. And when thinking of major weight loss, there's a show for that. And it attracts millions of viewers every season. You guessed it. The Biggest Loser. Without a doubt, it's amazing to see the transformation and also to see the dedication it takes to get there. Uh, but what happens after the trainer isn't screaming at you all day long? What happens when the healthy stocked refrigerator is no longer stocked by a crew member, but by you? A study of contestants from The Biggest Loser found their metabolisms slowed down after the competition, making it difficult to maintain Weight loss. <laughs> 13 of the 14 contestants studied regained weight in the six years after the competition. Four contestants are heavier now than before they went on the competition. Heavier than they were before they even started. 
Nearly all the contestants have slower metabolisms today than they did six years ago and burn fewer calories than expected when at rest. What does this mean? It means that the transformation infatuation we have in our culture, one, doesn't always work, and two, if true transformation is a desire, it requires information and dedication. So I do want to say that there is nothing wrong with a desire for transformation. That is key and a good desire. However, there's a difference between dedication and infatuation. Infatuation means an intense but short-lived passion or admiration for someone or something. Intense but short-lived. That doesn't sound like much of a transformation at all, does it? It sounds like coming to a program at 425 pounds, you leave at 189 pounds, woohoo, but three years later, you're 450. <laughs> that wasn't transformation. That was imagination suffocation. That's so cool. You got to tweet that. Imagination suffocation. Mm. All right. So, so in an incredible resource and article I found in a blog, hey, it's called this a blog. It's much more than that. I, I follow uh, an organization called PositivePsychologyProgram.com. It was written by a young and very talented writer by the name of Courtney Ackerman. I wanted to share a small section of what she shared with the world in an article that she entitled, What is Self-Acceptance? 25 Exercises Plus Definition and Quotes. I'll tell you what, there is so much content there and so many things available that are helpful. Uh, you just got to check it out. I can't say that I've gone through all of it and I could attest for everything there, but I can say there are so many great tools available to you there. There's something there for everyone, all right? So the article has many sections, but, but one of the first is entitled, What is the Meaning of Self-Acceptance? And this is what Courtney goes on to say. I don't sound like her, so I'll just kind of read it. <laughs> Self-acceptance is exactly what its name suggests, the state of complete acceptance of oneself. True self-acceptance is embracing who you are without any qualifications, condition, conditions, or exceptions. It comes from Seltzer in 2008. There's a reference point there. For an academic definition, we can turn to Mor Morgado and colleagues, 2014's working definition. Self-acceptance is an individual's acceptance of all of his or her attributes, positive or negative. That's, that's great. So let's read that one more time. Self-acceptance is an individual's acceptance of all of his or her attributes, positive or negative. Wow. This definition emphasizes the importance of accepting all facets of the self. It's not to simply embrace the good, valuable, or positive about yourself. To embody true self-acceptance you must also embrace the less desirable, the negative, and the ugly parts of yourself. If you're thinking that accepting all the negative aspects of yourself sounds difficult, you're not wrong. It's not easy to accept the things that we desperately want to change about ourselves. However, counterintuitively, it is only by truly accepting ourselves that we can even begin the process of meaningful self improvement. In other words, we must first acknowledge that we have undesirable traits and habits before we start off on our journey to improvement. 
Wow, amazing insight and very helpful in today's podcast. Thank you so much, Courtney, for writing that. And uh, folks, again, you can go back there to uh, to the website if you'd like to. Once again, it is a uh, positivepsychologyprogram.com. And uh, you'll look for an article by Courtney called What is Self-Acceptance? 25 Exercises and Definitions and Quotes. All right, I'll put that in our information today when we uh, publish the podcast for you in the comment section, okay? So how, how can a, a person find a place of transformation and, and be confident it is the correct one and one that can be maintained? Like, remember, we're talking about uh, the example of thought process of somebody on The Biggest Loser, somebody who goes in to a program, weighs 425 pounds, goes through a process of, of, of tight discipline and, uh, and uh, direction, very directive, right? Uh, gets down to 189 pounds by the end of the program, leaves, goes back to life, and a few years later, 450 pounds. You weigh more than you did when you came in. It's possible. It's already happened. It's been happening, right? All right, so the initial question is probably a question that was fueled by the feelings in your life, like, like maybe you're sick of life, your waistline, your bank account, or, or the person you've become. Well, guess what? You are more flexible than you think. You can become just about anything or anyone you like, whether you want to get fit, build wealth, or revamp your social life, you can do it. Yep, you sure can. It's far from easy, but where there's a will, there is a way. <laughs> These strategies can help you become the person you've always wanted to be. All right, so I've got, I've got eight points for you today. And again, if you have a chance uh, this week, uh, if you're breathing, you do. So on Thursday, I have a blog. God's got this blog. And now with the themes of the week we do, because you realize that on Monday we have a magazine that comes out for free called Hope Revealed. And in that magazine, it highlights our events for the week. I offer that to you with a little bit of a nugget in there on a Monday. And on Tuesday, we have today's podcast. So there's a podcast on Tuesdays called Hope Revealed. On Wednesday, we've got on our YouTube channel, uh, God's Got This Stories. So it's stories of people that have been through some incredible things in their lives, and they share with you the how and the why and the what and everything about their life. Their God's Got This Moment in their story on Wednesdays. Powerful stuff. You've got to tune into that on YouTube. It's available now, and we refresh. Uh, we try to every Wednesday. On Thursday is our blog, God's Got This Blog, and now I keep that within the theme of our week, and this week's theme, as you know, is what? Dun, dun, dun. Transformation Infatuation. I should have had echoes in there right there. I did. So that's our theme, so the blog will be about that, and I typically take the podcast notes from Tuesday and put that into Thursday with a couple little twists for you, um, so you'll be able to follow along easy and have notes, right? It's a blessing to you to have the notes for that if you're digging what you're hearing here today. And then Friday is another show we have on YouTube called God's Got This Meaningful Moments, and it is a devotion time. I started quite, quite a while ago, and uh, well, it's been a few years, and now... I really revamped that process on Friday to be a wrap-up devotion in reference to the thought process we've had for the whole week. 
You know, so that whole God's got this moment in your life, the meaningful moments, uh, little parts that we've take, taken throughout the week, and we kind of revamp you and I together in a moment we share called God's Got This Meaningful Moments on Friday. All right, so all that little commercial right there to say, <clears throat> if you're not on the mailing list, you can be. It's free. You can get signed up, and um, I'll get to that information one more time at the end of the podcast today. All right, back to these eight points for transformation infatuation. All right, number one, identify your core values. The first place in transformation infatuation to, to get through that and not to be infatuated with those things, but actually make some changes in your life. Number one, identify your core values. You won't be happy if you create a big change that puts you in conflict with your values. You won't be happy if you create a big change that puts you in conflict with your values. Here's the deal, most people, have never really taken the time to identify their values, right? What are your values? If I came to you right now, walked by and said, hey, can you tell me what your top five values are in your life? Would you have an answer? Maybe you would. Some people definitely would. Maybe you'd have a few points. It doesn't mean you're bad or anything's wrong. It means there's a moment for opportunity to grow, a chance to, to write some things down. So here's the deal. Take, take a day to consider the values that are most important to you. Write them down. For those of you who are wrestling with what your personal values are, Here's a, here's a cool thing. This week, we're offering a free worksheet to you to help you with that. I've got a whole worksheet I've put together. I'll give it to you. All you have to do is email us here at community at godsgotthis.love. Again, community at godsgotthis.love. And we'll send you a free copy of My Values Worksheet. All right? It'll give you um, uh, and present some questions to help you answer and identify some things that are key and important in your life. And we want to provide that to you this week for free just by simply requesting it. We'll give you the information again at the end of today's podcast. So my values worksheet. So most people don't have those values. So you won't be happy to have big and good change in your life if it conflicts with your values, right? So now you have a chance to find out, number one, identifying your core values. All right, a good scripture that, that helps paint a picture of solid values in your life, it's found in Luke Chapter 6, verse 32 through 42, that's in the New Testament. It's a few chapters in, um, past the middle of the Bible. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But, here you go, big but, but <laughs> love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. Wah, 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 wah. Oh, my Lord, I mean, give somebody money because they wanted to borrow it. Give it to them expecting that there's nothing in return. Like it's a gift. Yeah. And your reward will be great. And you'll be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil but merciful even as your father is merciful. Wow, that's amazing. So it really flips the script on everything, right? So it's a good, solid picture of solid values in your life, how you would do those things, right? So you can do all these things like other people do, but, but when, you, when you really make a change and do something that's, that's uh, quite different, uh, like you know, loving your enemies and doing good and lending money, expecting nothing in return, that, that's a value. So, you know, read that, Luke chapter 6, 32 to 42, and, uh, you know, just ask God to show something to you and what that means to you, and maybe through the questions you'll get through my values worksheet, uh, you might come up with some really, really awesome values for your life and your family. 
All right, number one. All right, number two, create a vision of the future. Create a vision. Now, I'm not talking about being like some gal at the, uh, at the carnival with a crystal ball and woo, no, no. Create a vision of the future. So think about the end result of the transformation that you want to make. Easiest thing is the weight loss thing, obviously. That uh, doesn't matter what the weight is. Let's just say you're, you're, you weigh something now. Of course you do. <laughs> and you want to weigh this, right? So when you want to get to that this part, I I'm, I'm, wish it was a video. I'm actually got both hands going to the right, if you can imagine. If you want to be this, right? <laughs> then you think about the end result of the transformation that you want to make. This over here, right? If you want to lose weight and become fit, then, then about how you'd look and feel, you've got to do something. So you, maybe you'd be, maybe it's um, being more interested in becoming wealthy, right? What would that look like? What kind of house would you own? Or how would you spend your day, right? So there's some ways you can create a vision of the future for yourself. Kind of dream those things out and plant those things out and write those things down. Is your transformation reasonable for you? Yeah, I mean, let's say you're listening to this today and I just have a just a normal job, a regular job of some sorts, and you're going to say, I want to be a, a trillionaire by the end of the year. It's probably not a reasonable outlook for transformation in your life. Not impossible. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying it's probably not a reasonable transformation, right? So let's, let's make something a, a little big, but, you know, within reason, right? For example, you might not be able to make that trillion dollars, but you could still build great wealth. Are you willing to put the work into what it takes to reach that vision for your future? If you don't, you're right back to being the person who was heavy, then lost weight, and then slowly gained it back again. So to fully understand your future, you must be willing to trust the one who holds it all in his hands. I can't think of a better scripture. I say it a lot. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. That's I'm sorry, not sorry, right? Jeremiah 29, 11. It's a scripture you hear me use a lot, and there's good reason. It's true, and it works. In the case here, when you're planning your future out, it's good to align your thoughts with truth. And here's what it says. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. That's not what it says. That's another scripture. <laughs> I messed up when I wrote it down. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, he knows our future. It's a future to give us blessings and hope and peace. All those things, right? Jeremiah 29, 11. And that is something we can hold on to, knowing that he's got a great plan for us. And if he has a plan for us, then we can align his word and our thoughts together and find a reasonable transformation for our life. If his plan for us is to prosper us and give us health and, and a good future and hope, then, then look for things that are, that are good futures and hope, something you can prosper in and be, be wealthy. And when I say wealthy, I don't mean stinking rich. It's possible. But I'm wealthy in the fact that I'm... I'm alive. I have a chance to share things with you that I, I wouldn't if I were dead. Uh, my wife and I worked very hard over, over many years to become debt-free. Only thing we owe on is our house, and we're working on that. Um, doesn't mean we're rich. It just means we've made some serious plans and disciplines to do some things. It was part of our transformation, right? Because we love to give, and we don't want to be held back by bills and things that we have to pay and be stuck in debt, and we can't be a giver but we don't have those things on our backs. We got the extra income, we could be givers. 
That's fantastic. It's a value. So it would be awesome for you to maybe, you know, think it up. I'm giving you some ideas, all right? And there's that scripture again I was sharing with you. We can make our plans, but the Lord, he determines our steps. So when he's got it figured out, well, let's get in alignment with what he wants. God, what's, what's the best way for me to go? Because ultimately, your plan is going to be best. I just want to make sure I'm walking in that direction. Uh, I'll tell you something right now. The idea that you have to do more, uh, it's not necessarily from you. <laughs> it's the Lord. He drops these things in us. He makes us have these, these things, these desires, these wants to do more, to be greater. Jesus even said that he wanted us to do greater than him. So he wants to empower you to do that. He loves you. It's all abundant living, good life, right? So make sure that you're aligning with truth. That is the best form of success. It's important to address each of the issues that creates emotional discomfort. We read that a little bit in the, in the article that I read to you from Courtney. It's important to address each of the issues that creates emotional discomfort. You're likely to quit if you don't. Gotta face it. Good, bad, and the ugly. Either come up with a plan to work around those issues or just relax and let the negative feelings go. Right? One or the other. You'll know you're in a good place when you find yourself chomping at the bit to get started. I cannot wait, right? Procrastination? It's a sign that something's gone awry. Not really going to work, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Here it is, Jeremiah 29, 11. They're plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. I love it. What a great place to start. A place of confidence and truth. Now plan a realistic approach to fit that truth that you feel honors God as well. All right, point number three, determine why. Why? Why do you want to make this change? Create a long list of reasons why you want to transform. Get excited about it. There's nothing wrong with dreaming big here. It's just a list. After you're done, you can go back and reevaluate it. This is your chance to reach for the stars. And at the same time, an opportunity for you to make some grown-up decisions. The question was, why do you want to make this change? Does it have a purpose? Does it make sense? Does it not only benefit you, it actually benefits others. Wow, start your why list. Good stuff, right? Number four, identify the qualities and skills you'll need to develop. Wow, we're talking transformation, infatuation. How can we really have transformation instead of being infatuated with it? How can we really have some purpose behind this, right? Point number four, identify the qualities and skills you'll need to develop. If you wanna transform your body, you might need to learn more about exercise, the exercise physiology, nutrition, and develop some discipline around it. Consider what it, consider what it takes to accomplish your transformation. Doing a few sit-ups and running a couple miles is good, but that alone won't provide the transformation you want if your running is on the way to McDonald's to get a double cheeseburger, large fries, and a milkshake. All right, discipline is vital. A good partner to discipline is called accountability. Did you catch that? A good partner to discipline is called accountability. Who can you trust and confide in that becomes an accountability partner for you? Your spouse? A best friend? A family member? Create on your list the, the qualities and skills as well as the form of accountability for each area of transformation you're striving for. Identify the resources you'll require. Do you need a personal trainer, gym membership, and a blender? <laughs> maybe, maybe you need money and a mentor for transformation. Figure out all the resources you'll need. 
Planning for success requires forethought. Benjamin Franklin once said, once said, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. It makes no sense to go to the efforts to fail. It makes all sense to go to efforts to succeed. So do it. Think it out. What are the details behind your desire of transformation? Yes, this list is getting big. However, it's better to have a big list than a huge disappointment. Right? Can I get an amen? <laughs> Come on. All right, number six, make a plan. Start at the end and keep working backwards until you reach a step that you can do today. Start a plan at the end and keep working backwards until you reach a step that you can do today. Avoid worrying about the details of step number 11. You can worry about that when you're finishing up step number 10. You don't need to see 10 miles down the road to back out of your driveway. So if your transformation is not about your weight, it's about finances, then at the end of your plan would be, for example, I'm debt free and have a thriving interest earning savings account, a debit account with actual cash in it, a retirement fund, and maybe if you have children, perhaps you'd say you have a college fund with money and it takes, takes to pay cash. You're going to pay cash for college. Okay, you, you get the idea. Then you go backwards from there, for example, and put an extra $100 a month in, in your savings account. Create a college fund and put in X amount of dollars per month there and there it goes on. If you have a plan in place, it's much easier to follow it if it makes sense to you. Work on it. Almost done. Number seven, audit your plan. Audit's a scary word if you're in business, but it's valuable. It's valuable for you to do that personally, and you never have to worry about it being the wrong side of audit. Audit your plan. Imagine following your plan and note how you feel at each step. All right? Imagine you're following your plan and note how you feel at each step. You're bound to feel some emotional resistance at one or more points. If you didn't, you would have made the transformation long ago. That's powerful right there. Okay, we're at number eight, the last in our list today to defeat transformational infatuation with a transformational aspiration. Don't quit. Number eight, don't quit. This is the most challenging part for most people. You fail if you quit. You can't fail if you don't. Keep on going no matter how bleak things seem. You can always go for it again. I could share so many illustrations of people of success who didn't get there without many prior failures. I'm sure you've heard of, heard of many of them as well. A little bit of progress each day or a week is all you need. As you might be well aware, I've said a few times, God's got this, right, in my life. And by saying that, I'm proclaiming a truth. I choose to align with that truth. There's no doubt in my mind he's perfect in all of his ways and more than able that being the case, I'd much rather follow his lead than my own. The key is as just as I mentioned, don't quit. Press in, trust him, and things will work out fine. You can transform yourself starting now. Build a vision and create a plan. Stay the course until you're satisfied with the changes that you've made. After you've made those changes, Continue to stay the course because you're in for the long haul. Running isn't about being better than someone else. It's about being better than you used to be. 
This is a marathon called life. So enjoy the journey. I hope today spoke to your heart and that you found some truths you can carry with you for the rest of your life. Transformation is an incredible part of our lives and it's something we will constantly do. So this is a list you can be working on, but you gotta start somewhere, right? Um, There's a hope. Even when we have doubt, there's a hope. And I, I wanna tell you there's a hope for you today. Even if you're thinking through everything I've been saying, I don't know that I can even do this, whatever works for everybody else, it doesn't work for me, just try what I'm, just try it, try it. Look at it from the perspective that I was sharing with you today. Lean on the Lord, right? The Bible says lean on, on, on Him, not on our own understanding, because sometimes our emotions, our stuff, it clouds our, our thought processes. It makes us not think the way we should. It just happens, right? Just admit it, trust Him, and move on. He's got it right. He's been doing this for a long time. And there's a lot of proof that people that follow him succeed. So why not you? It's, it's easy to trust him. And it's just hard to do it sometimes. But I'm telling you, you can do it. There is hope. So before we go today, I want to share another great scripture with you from the Bible. And I want you to remember, as Paul said to us from God's heart in Philippians 4, verses 6 through 9, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you needed. Thank him for all he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. And that, my friends, he surely will. The choice is yours today. Transformation could be an infatuation or transformation can be a dedication. I know that you're special and God created something just for you. And there's a transformation in your life that you can choose to do that's gonna make you something that he wants for you to reach the world. You can do it. You're a hero, I promise you. That being said, don't give in, don't give up, and my friends, don't ever forget, yeah, that's right, hashtag God's got this. Hey, before we go, don't forget, I made a commitment to you that I had something free for you if you'd like to get it, called My Values Worksheet, goes with that question number one. If you want that values worksheet for free, we'll we'll email it to you. Just contact us here at community at godsgotthis.love, and we'll send it to you. Thank you. God bless you.